My goal today, you guys, is starting off encouraging you to take a trip into those memory banks. Dig through those memory banks and think about the first time you were actually in some sort of physical pain. That is, you try to do some type of gymnastics. Thought you were out here doing your Simone Biles on the couch as a young kid, getting into that slap box with your cousin, and she hit you with those hard nails. You said, never me, never again. What was your instinct? It was to cry. As you got older, somebody had to indoctrinate you with the idea that pain equals weakness. For some of us, physical pain equaling weakness has led to us being adults who believe that every time we're in pain, we have to bury it inside. And what happens remarkably that I've seen from you guys over the years, you get exceptionally adept. You're like ninjas hiding that pain. Well, it's Pulse Check Thursday right here, and this is Ego Killer Motivation. It's another Thursday where I tap you back into your goals, making sure that you're still in on what we plan to do on the week. And of course, we were smashing myths this entire week. We started off with the myth of multitasking, right? Where I'm telling you guys to quit that narcotic, I will take you to that rehab, that multitasking rehab that sees you guys never multitasking again. Remember, we're supposed to end up in the same non-multitasking, or we're bad at multitasking fan club, right? Get those shirts silk screened. We're bad at multitasking, like all of us squat up real quick, because let me hear you say that, no, 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 you're bad at multitasking. I'm good at it. Let me hear you guys say, I'm really good at multitasking. I will burst your bubble so fast, because I want you guys to really focus on what it is you need to do, right? And later on down the week, we started to bust some other myths. Well, today we're going to burst through one of the biggest myths that most of you have taken some consideration into, and that's the myth that there is pain, and it's supposed to be part of your daily life. I've lived through it as someone who, as a youngster, played a lot of football, right? Of course, for me, as a youngster... You have older cousins or siblings. You guys just find time to be really, really bored. And one of the ways to overstimulate your brain is to put it through the withdrawals of healing. And how do you do that? Inflict pain on one another. And so that ends up happening. But somewhere along the line, and for me, it was back when we started to play a little ball, I started to get the memo that, well, you know what? You're crying a little too much. I can remember, I remember two distinct times, all right? I remember one time. I had my, I was, I was running, right? I was about to score a touchdown in practice. I had a big, big run, and then I ran into a couple of blockers, and one of them ripped out of the block. I think I was like 13, and he grabbed my leg, and he kind of rolled when he grabbed it like a death roll from an alligator. Imagine him grabbing my calf, yanking it back and twisting, and I bawled. I started crying because I thought I was in serious injury, and the, the the homies, the teammates came by and they were like, hey, are you all right? And they turned to the guy who tackled me and started cursing at him and saying like, what was that? What kind of tackle was that? But after I got them crying, I remember a couple of them who, one of them who was my real good friend, like away from just football, he goes, all right, cool. Just kind of leave some of that there. It looks like sweat. And I remember thinking like, hey, I thought two things. Number one, I don't mind that I'm crying because most of the people on our squad had been in some form of crying on the football field and definitely got shut down by the coaches in some capacity. That was back when we thought water was for 
was for bees, was for biatches, right? We thought water was for bitches. So we're now sitting here, not able to cry, not able to drink water. But I remember thinking like, number one, everybody knows I'm pretty tough. So I'm crying because it actually hurt really bad. But number two, how quickly we had to cover up the fact that I was out here crying in pain. That was the first time I really experienced it. And I know it's that way for you guys. Now, playing football for me was my indoctrination into believing that you can be resilient to pain. But what I was really being was reckless. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because you guys, the way that you can deal with physical pain is super reckless. And I want you to be resilient, taking into consideration where that pain comes from, how you ended up in that pain, why you went there, and then doing something to mitigate that stuff versus just kind of being in the pain, which a lot of us are, former athletes, working out all the time, doing your thing. Some of us have had muscles ripped clean from the bone. I've heard about it. I've seen it. And that becomes a badge of honor, kind of like a tattoo, a surgical scar that, well, you get to tell a dope story and regale people, whole court talking about that time that your muscle came clean off the bone because you were out here trying to prove yourself, doing your thing, running real hard. You were in the gym, putting up weight. Maybe you're getting back after a long bout of injury or coming back from the off season and you just kind of messed up. It is a badge of honor, but there is a difference between resilient physical toughness and reckless physical toughness. And there is a line. Okay. There is a line. So reckless physical toughness. This is what you guys, <laughs> this is what a lot of you guys, this is the pitfall of misguided grit. All right. This is what we talk about. This is unnecessary risks. So what's a risk? Risk is what we kind of calculate as a negative outcome. And the point is that it's calculated. You already knew that, yo, this isn't going to turn out well. So you guys are taking those unnecessary risks. So what does that look like physically? It's knowing your limit physically and pushing past it. Why do we do that? Because somebody told us to quit that belly aching, quit that crying, shut your ass up, and get back up in there. Versus resiliency, which is what we should do in those spaces. A lot of you guys are reckless. You carry around pet pains with you, right? Pain, I got a trick shoulder. I got that trick neck right there. I can't turn around real quick. Or even still, I love the stories that we tell each other inside the gym. I know I used to work around a lot of trainers, and we tell each other stories. I could even have a few myself where it was like, man, I don't know what's wrong with my wrist, but every time I bench press and I try to do three reps of the heaviest weight ever, and then the last time I did it, I was good for like two weeks, and then my wrist fell out of the socket. <laughs> so you know what I did? I shook it off. I put ice on it, and then you know, I waited another two weeks, tried the bench press, and it fell out again. I don't know why my wrist is so weak. It's like, are you dense? It's because you're pushing your body too hard too early. And what we're doing is we're failing to understand the limits physically, currently, that our body is screaming at us. Because that's what pain really is. It's the scream physically to simply change something about the way you're moving right there. It doesn't have to be a whole 
get down. Like you don't have to change your lifestyle. You don't have to start taking naproxen sodium with your cereal in the morning. You don't have to all of a sudden love cryotherapy and you know and and start you know looking for chiropractors in Google. All it is is a signal to change something. You guys never change something until it's too late. I'm included. I got, I got. Look, I got my. Oh, I got some, uh, not stem cells, but I got that PRP swimming around my shoulder joint. Right. I've, I've too have known the joys of what cortisone can do, or excuse me, cortisol. Cortisone can do for your, for your joints. I mean, what cortisone can do for your joints. If like, you know, a great love of your life can do for your soul, like, oh my God, my God, there's no cure like cortisol in your joints. And lastly, you guys, we're talking about short-term gratification when we're talking about that recklessness. So when you guys come in and you tell me that you got the same injuries over again and we're doing little to change and listen to the screaming, our body's screaming. Someone is screaming in your neighborhood at night. You don't ignore it, right? There's probably an APB from your house, from your phone to the authorities because someone out there suffering, right? We don't ignore stuff like that. Even more personally, right? You get fully involved when it's your own body, but we don't do that because we're focused too much on that short-term victory. We're trying to keep everything the way it is. And those, imagine that somebody nearby in your neighborhood, right, is screaming at the top of their lungs at night. You going to ignore that? Well, you're doing the same exact thing when your rib, your obliques, right, your SI joint, your knee, right, your kneecap, screaming at your ass, help me out. We ignore. So we got to listen to body and body and mind. <laughs> we got to think about balance. And we have to start learning from experience. The main thing is we got to deconstruct this idea, the dumb fallacy that pain is weakness leaving the body. As somebody that played football for a very long time, you just kind of have to build a callus around yourself that says pain is simply not going to register as quickly and as simply as it would if I was not wearing football gear. There's no way that the things that would hurt you when you're playing when you're playing football, the things that hurt you when you're playing ball, right? A helmet to the arm or whatever. If you're not playing football, that shit should hurt. It should hurt to get, you know, a sharp cleat dug into your foot. But when you're playing football, when you're playing any sport athletically with competition in mind, you simply have to callous yourself, right? Because there's a grade of injury that you can tolerate and some that you can't concussions used to be low and i mean really low on the grade of intolerant pains you used to just shake that off and just run back out and do your thing and any type of concussive impact happened in your life now we're starting to do the opposite so it crossed the threshold broken bones that's always a reason to stop i've seen people smash wrists into pieces i've seen people get temporarily paralyzed these are reasons for us to stop but other reasons for us to stop might border on simply deep deep programming or deconstructing the idea that daily life is easy. Basically, what I'm trying to say is when daily life becomes kind of a struggle, 
that is a signal to not be reckless, but to build or to think about building the opposite, resiliency, right? Building resiliency, all right? There's tolerating discomfort and there's upping your pain threshold, which you need to do in temporary circumstances, right? You know, plenty of people inside the gym. I remember when I went to a fight gym, San Jose Pal, right? San Jose, the police activity league for boxing. Very That year we had a national champion from our, from our club right there perform. In fact, a local pro boxer that is really dope with it. And went on to have a great story career out here in San Jose was actually in that same club with us at the time. And one of the most brutal like workouts or exercises that they had us do at the time, I thought, yo, I must not be, I must be tender because this straight up hurts. But this was me building tolerance. This isn't me thinking that I need to stop. This is tolerance and resilience. All right. We would hold a 20-pound medicine ball made of leather about three feet in the air, and our partner would be on the ground, and we just drop that thing on the stomach. Partner would catch it, hands are away, thing would bounce off your stomach, bounce off your rib cage too sometimes, right? You'd have to catch it and toss it back to your partner. They would slam it back down on your stomach. These were not light medicine balls. They were those leather ones, so they actually like contoured to your stomach when they slammed it, but we were slamming medicine balls on each other. And I remember looking at other dudes, and they were taking it, right? This is when the boxing gym was just all guys. They were taking it. And I remember I was taking it too, but it legit hurt. And I was like, man, now I'd be fine if you do that. But back when I first started boxing, because this was about, man, maybe a year and a half in, that legit hurt. And I had never had that happen. Raise your pain threshold. Try to get the the threshold of pain that you're willing to accept, all right? That's not your pain tolerance, okay? We're also going to take a look, lastly, you guys, at the nature of resilience. That's quickly recovering from difficulty. Well, that's where we want to be right there, all right? You want to have a strategy. You want to have an awareness. You want to assess risk and respond accordingly. So if something's constantly giving you pain, we need to pivot because we're thinking about that long-term. And I think that's why that bothers me a little bit when I see that you guys are constantly pushing through pain, not only because I've done it and I've seen that it only gets worse and it helps you deteriorate the quality of your daily life for one, but takes you completely out of your activities at some point. And yeah, you know, that's a slow drip right there. You could be cruising along really, really fine, and then your body just says, nope, that was the last little shred of cartilage that you had inside of that knee. That was it right there. That's that last little bit. All the other times where you bounced back, you were good to go, but that last little shred, little flap of cartilage sitting in your knee is gone now. Now, from here forward, every time you do that same lateral step, when you're trying to do that karaoke on the treadmill, you're going to be in mind-bending blinding, profuse pain. Now it's time for some PRP. Now it's time for some of that invasiveness. When all we had to do to begin was realized, oh, I'm willing to accept a little too much. I don't need my threshold to be wider. Don't accept so much. For me, and you guys might be the same, if you have the high tolerance and the high threshold too, 
you're going to have to take this long-term approach, and this will actually help redirect what you accept in your life. What I mean simply is this. You might have taught yourself that some pain is totally acceptable and, in fact, needed for you to get through. Consider the source, but you said it doesn't matter. I have to push. Now, what you guys, if you're like me, are going to have to do, definitely consider the source, but also just say, okay, my threshold is a 10. That registered a four, but that was on my old scale. I'm cutting my new scale in half. My threshold is now a five. That was still a four. Let me treat it like a eight out of 10 instead of a four out of 10. So go ahead and cut your threshold down by a lot. Because yeah, we know you tough. We know you can take it. We know you can bounce back. We know you can grit your teeth and just keep pushing forward. You don't got to share that. Everybody knows. We heard about you. We know you get it. But look, in order for you to stay active in this thing and build some real resiliency, you're going to have to let that pain, weakness, leaving the body bullshit just kind of die. Let it die on the side of the road like an underwater weed withering and dying underneath an angry desert sun because that's where that quote and that mentality needs to go to. Unless you're out here getting into the Marines and you're trying to get into the boot camps and all that, that just, I've never seen that actually, actually matter. Some of the toughest fighters I've ever seen in my life, gritty, hard punching, multiple fight having, beat your butt in the ring and outside the ring. You come acting funny on their family, on their friends, men and women who will protect this house no matter what are some of the first people I've ever met that'll say, don't push yourself past your limit. Know what that limit is. Okay, that's advice for you guys. Rest when you're super duper tired because nowhere in any of that advice, any of these awesome fighters or some of the most resilient people you know ever say, make sure you never push yourself to that point. Nah, push yourself as hard as you can every chance you get no matter what, but respond with resiliency and not recklessness. All right, you guys, and I hope you really do that. Let's start Let's start breaking this myth that pain is weakness. So dumb, so stupid. <laughs> if you think I'm wrong, please, 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 please leave some comments on this video right there if you think I'm wrong and pain really is weakness. Leaving your body, where does it go, right? Come on, law of thermodynamics. Where does the pain go? Does it take a hitchhike, a ride on a freight train to Barstow or something and then end up at like some casino? Where does the pain go once it leaves your body? That's so stupid. Stop listening to it. Man, most times when we're out here thinking that that's the move, you haven't, you man, I don't know if, what kind of pain tolerance you really have, but I'm going to go ahead and question that. I've questioned how many, you know, how many neck cranks you've been in. I've questioned how many times you've been thumped to the body by someone, how many times you've broken bones, how many times you have put yourself in, in for competition, um, in a controlled environment, how much your pain tolerance really is, you know, because that's just silly. <laughs> listen to the screams of the body, my friends, and make sure you listen there. 
Get your free stuff on CoachJohanCSCS.com. I'm out here giving it to you so you don't have to look that far to get it. I got it in one spot. Jumpstart your nutrition with that PDF set. Jumpstart that nutrition and make sure that we answer all the questions you could possibly have about that thing right there. And of course, till the next one, stay all the way up.